country of the sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Sunday, January the 26th. It is Royal Rumble Day. I'll get into that in just a few minutes here. But first of all, I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere you find your podcasts, as well as on YouTube, on all social media. I hope everybody's following at Catch, Hook, Shoot. Head over to patreon.com slash catchhookshoot for bonus content and prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot for all your uh, t-shirt needs. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So let's get right into everything going on in the world of pro wrestling this week, starting off as we always do with our match of the week. This week's match of the week comes from the uh, WWE Worlds Collide event that took place just last night. And I'm talking about the main event of that show, the Undisputed Era versus Imperium in an eight-man tag team match. Um, This was a fantastic match from start to finish. Probably the two hottest factions in WWE today on any brand. And, uh, you know, on the Imperium side... uh, uh, Alexander Wolf got injured early on in the match. Uh, he did put out a tweet that he's okay, uh, but uh, so it ended up being a four-on-three, and Imperium still ended up coming out the winners in this one. I highly recommend you check it out. Like I said, these are the two hottest factions in WWE right now, and some of the best in-ring performers that you're going to see on any WWE brand. So, uh, yeah, Undisputed Era versus Imperium at the Worlds Collide pay-per-view uh, from last night is the uh, is this week's match of the week. Go out of your way to check this one out. If you do not watch any other wrestling this week, watch this match. Trust me. So uh, we're going to keep rolling right along here into the next segment of the show, which uh, is one of, the, uh, one of the newer segments that just started up at the beginning of this year, and this is the three count. So first up in the three count this week is an interesting little tidbit coming out of the uh, the Jericho cruise from this past week, where of course you know all the AEW stars were. They recorded uh, this week's episode of Dynamite from there, and uh, yeah, like I said, an interesting note is that uh, there's a rumor going around that next year on the Jericho cruise, which is uh, I guess tentatively titled Triple Whammy, uh, that AEW is going to be introducing trios titles or six man tag team titles, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a fan of this. I mean, uh, AEW has made it a point to make tag team wrestling important. It's not just an afterthought. Uh, it is a major part of the company. And with the Young Bucks being executive vice presidents of the company, I mean, that, that's to be expected. And that that's a very good thing. I mean, you know, you name me one other major company out there that puts such an emphasis on tag team wrestling. And I personally, I am a tag team wrestling fan. You know, back in the day, I loved the British Bulldogs, the Hart Foundation, the Rockers, you know, all the great tag teams from like the 80s and 90s. And then it just kind of fell off, at least on, uh, you know, WWE side, you had a lot of these cut and paste tag teams uh, for, for quite a long time. And you still see those a lot. 
you know, there's there's very few um, like established full-time tag teams out there and you know so that is one thing that AEW is uh, doing very differently and doing it well is uh, focusing on their tag team division and building it up and I think introducing trios titles you know uh, I mean you've got groups out there like the Jurassic Express um, you know uh, the uh, the Dark Order has, has multiple members and and things like that so you've got you know there's definitely enough talent to accommodate uh, a six-man tag team title so I I'm I'm a huge fan of that I hope that this rumor is true because uh, that's definitely a, a tournament that I'd like to see or however they decide who the first champions are going to be moving on to the second part of the three count seems like uh, NXT and NXT UK are no longer referring to their women's champions as women's champions um, it, you know, I noticed it uh, this week on on NXT, and then there was uh, not an official announcement made, but you know, it was in uh, online a lot of the dirt sheets and stuff like that. That uh, the NXT Women's Champion and the NXT UK Women's Champion are no longer going to be referred to. Uh, they're no longer going to have gender specific titles, basically. Like uh, you know, Rhea Ripley, instead of being the NXT Women's Champion, she's just referred to as the NXT Champion, the same way that uh, that Adam Cole is, or. Uh, um, Kaylee Ray in uh, NXT UK is no longer the NXT UK Women's Champion. She's just the NXT UK Champion, uh, same as Walter. You know, I I like it. You know, some people were bitching and moaning about it online. It, it you know, it is what it is. I mean, I think it puts you know a, a little more uh, not not emphasis, but I think it it does more to put the women on the same level as the men and show them you know that they show that they are equal to the men. So. You know, not uh, not having the gender-specific title is, I mean, to me it's a good thing. Uh, it doesn't hurt anybody. I don't know why so many people were complaining about it, saying it's stupid and this and that. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't have an issue with it. Some people do, so whatever. And part three of the three count this week is the uh, NXT has some redesigned championship belts that they just introduced. Um, yeah, first was Walter. Now, of course, his title up until now has been known as the WWE United Kingdom Championship. And just this past week, it was rebranded as the NXT UK Championship. So uh, a little more brand specific uh to nxt uk which i think is a good thing and uh the, by the same token the uh, the cruiserweight championship which is now exclusive to nxt has been renamed the nxt cruiserweight championship with a new belt with the nxt logo in the center instead of the wwe logo and it's on a black strap now which i think is really cool i was never a fan of the purple strap but with you know with the black strap it's an it is a nice looking belt the, the color really does make a difference on this one so uh that is the three count for this week Moving into our next topic here, uh, some AEW news. We've got new AEW World Tag Team Champions in uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page defeated SCU on the Jericho Cruise for the uh, AEW World Tag Team titles. And uh, still some, some dissension showing there between uh, Hangman and uh, the rest of his former elite brethren. Of course, Hangman has uh, made it well known. He's taking a hiatus from the elite, so... You know, I think this is definitely going somewhere. I think AEW is doing a good job with the, uh, the long-term booking and long-term storytelling. They're not just jumping right to the payoff, which is good. I mean, that that's, you know, that's old-school booking where stuff actually takes time to play out. And you have to, you know, pay attention and watch week after week to see what's going to happen next. It's not just, you know, two guys have beef one week and two weeks later at the pay-per-view you get the, the blow-off match or whatever. So... 
I, uh, I like where this is going. I'm interested to see how it's all going to play out with Hangman and the Elite. Uh, also in AEW, we saw Moxley uh, defeat Pack for the number one contendership for the AEW world title. Now, I would assume that match between Moxley and Jericho would take place at the next pay-per-view uh, revolution coming up in February here in Chicago. So, uh, yeah, I, I expect a great match. I mean, both of these guys are, you know, absolutely uh, phenomenal in the ring. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a great championship match. Moving into some impact news, Brian Cage uh, has been talked about a lot lately. There was an announcement out there that he had signed with AEW, which he kind of shot down. So did his wife, Melissa Santos. And he uh, did put a video out on social media this week saying that, yes, his impact contract is up, uh, but that he has not signed anywhere. But he's had a lot of uh, offers and, you know, things like that from a number of different companies, I'm sure. You know, he wasn't specific which companies, but I'm sure Impact made him an offer to stay. I'm sure he's gotten offers from WWE and AEW and Ring of Honor and anybody else out there and probably New Japan and uh, stuff like that. Uh, unfortunately, he made the announcement that he does have a torn bicep that's going to require uh, surgery, which he's going to be having surgery tomorrow on Monday. And that could keep him out for up to six months. Now, we're, we are talking about Brian Cage, so I'm sure, you know, with the condition that he's in, he'll be able to, uh, you know, shorten that time you know, significantly as long as there's no uh, major complications with the surgery or the recovery. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just the, the timing of it is just horrible for him. I mean, he, uh, you know, he's in a position where he could have probably commanded a very, very high price from whoever he signed for. And, uh, you know, to have this happen, just very, very unfortunate. Also leave some questions for uh, Warrior Wrestling 8 coming up, uh, coming up next month. Now, uh, uh, Cage, of course, is the Warrior Wrestling Champion. He's got a huge title defense at, uh, at Warrior 8. I would assume he is probably not going to be able to make that defense, so we're probably going to see a new Warrior Wrestling Champion. Now, next week, I'm going to go through the, the entire Warrior 8 card. Um, you know, the uh, uh, show's taking place on uh, February the 15th. I believe it is, and uh, I've already put up the links for the uh, the live broadcast. I will be doing live play-by-play -play again, myself and uh, and Charlie G, who does the indie cut here on the show. And uh, so, yeah, head to podbean.com and uh, you know get uh, you know get in get in early. You know, reserve reserve your spot, and uh, yeah, it should uh, should be a great show. Like I said, next week I'm going to break down the entire card. Uh, the uh, the title matches for both the, the men's and women's Warrior Wrestling Championship, plus all the other phenomenal talent that's going to be on hand in the matches that they booked. I mean, Warrior Wrestling, in my opinion, is the top independent promotion uh, right now, or at least one of the top ones. I mean, they're, they book some phenomenal talent. If you've never had a chance to check out Warrior Wrestling, definitely give them a look. You know, if you're in Chicago, pick up tickets to the show. They're they're you know their ticket prices are ridiculous for the for the amount of uh, for the level of talent that they get. Uh, they always have a fan fest beforehand where you can you know meet and get autographs and pictures with all of the wrestlers on the card, and it's you know all one price. You don't pay individually for the uh, uh, for the autographs and pictures. You pay one price and you get autographs and pictures with every single wrestler that they have. So it's it's an amazing deal. It's very family friendly. Uh, it's in the uh, south suburbs of Chicago. Head to warriorwrestling.net for tickets and information. But uh, yeah, I will be doing live play-by-play -play audio on the uh, on the Podbean app with uh, with Charlie G. So, like I said, head to uh, catchhookshoot.podbean.com to check that out. And uh, moving into some NWA news, NWA had their latest pay-per-view called Hard Times this uh, this past Friday, and uh, lots of new champions in the NWA. 
You got Eli Drake and James Storm are your new tag team champions. Defeated the Rock and Roll Express and the uh, the Wild Cards in a triple threat match. Uh, Ricky Starks is your new World TV champion. Defeated Trevor Murdoch in the finals of the TV title tournament. And Thunder Rosa defeated uh, Allison Kay for the NWA World Women's Championship. It was also announced that uh, the, the uh, Crockett Cup will be returning in April. So that's uh, Crockett Cup's always always really cool. So uh, that's pretty much it for news and rumors for this week. For uh, everything outside of WWE, I'm going to get into WWE stuff in a minute. But uh, first and foremost, I'm going to let you guys hear from Charlie G. And this is the Indie Cut. Hey there, wrestling fans. I am Charlie G. with your Indie Cut. Uh, let's start off with uh, January 18th at Black Label Pro. Nobody puts BLP in the corner. Uh, AJ Gray retained his BLP Midwest Championship against uh, Hammerstone in a good hard match. One with a reverse suplex slam. Uh, next was Warhorse in his 27th defense of his IWTV Independent Wrestling Championship. He retained that against Kylie Ray. Uh, these two had some great chemistry in the ring and it was an awesome match. Uh, Eric Stevens retained his BLP heavyweight title against Tom Lawler. And Jake Something won the greatest BLP Rumble match against 33 other indie wrestlers. Uh, I missed that part, so it, I'm sure it was a good um, Rumble match. At Glory Pro David Lee Memorial Tournament, uh, for the semifinal matches, it was Kevin Lee Davidson defeating Airwolf. And Myron Reed defeating Paco Gonzalez. Uh, the, the winner of the David Lee tournament uh, was uh, Kevin Lee Davidson defeating Myron Reed. Uh, congrats to him. Uh, at Evolve 144 from uh, NXT, uh, Rick Bugues defeated Anthony Green with help from Josh Briggs. Uh, guess their problems went over from Beyond Wrestling to Evolve. So uh, there is actually an indie storyline out there. Uh, in a non-title tag match, the Skulk defeated the champions' besties in the world. So I'm sure that will create a championship match for them later on. Uh, also from NXT, Monsieur defeated AR Fox, in which I would call a major upset. Because Fox has been, a, been in the business for a long time, and he's an awesome wrestler. Uh, and in the main event, for the Evolve title, Josh Briggs retained his against uh, NXT's Dexter Loomis. So Evolve and NXT had a nice show in uh, Florida. Uh, at uh, GCW Take a Picture, Blake Christian started off the show with another awesome match defeating uh, Gino Medina, hitting an Osprey Cutter to his top rope, Aaliyah Splash. Um, it's uh, just a nice high floating splash, and it's uh, all Christian-like. <laughs> uh, these two put on what I thought was the best match of the night until I saw Alex Zane defeat Chris Bay, hitting his taco driver. Uh, these two could really go and put on a great match. Definitely one to look up if you can. Uh, there was a Ricky Shane Page match defeating Mance Warner in a grueling match, as you would think with these two. Uh, they're both hardcore extreme wrestlers and uh, I wouldn't match to win but you know gotta 
have the Ricky Shane Page one once in a while too. Uh, for the main event, it was Nick Gage defeating Alley Cat in a Texas Death Death Match. Yes, I said Texas Death Match. Uh, this was hard to watch at times, but that's a uh, death match for you. Um, I'll add, I'm all for equality wrestling, but an intergender, intergender death match is a bit much, in my opinion. Uh, now on to some overseas news. I was able to watch the Progress Chapter 100 Unboxing Live for A New Hope from December 30th. Uh, this show is just what it says. The matches are unboxed live and none of the matches are known to the public. So, it, so you know, I'll, this had to be a fun way to find out who's wrestling who. Uh, the this show started off with Jim Smallman asking everyone to stand up, asking how many shows they have been to starting with one all the way to 95 as they all sat down one guy stayed up way past 95 shows saying he was probably at all 100 that's some true dedication after that he goes into his usual first show who whose first show it is which is always hilarious this lasted a lot, about 10 minutes but it was still fun and uh I, it was this fun to watch uh, I know most people don't like a lot of talk before a show, but they do. this is fun, and if you don't like it, tough. Uh, the show started off with what was supposed to be a dark match between Jerry Black Bakewell and Mercedes Blaze versus Cassius and Nio. Uh, it was a fine match. Blakewell won with a Fisherman Suplex. Um, this is these are new talent and uh, they usually do that for the dark match but since uh, some sicknesses came about they were put on the main show after that Jim had a after that after the match Jim had a stall for some reason which added to more hijinks uh, he introduced the special referee for the next match uh, William A Homer who was smoking and thought it was 1986 I'm guessing this was a gag early in some other shows this was the first time I saw it. Um, then he went back to the crowd who he missed before and he, he found one guy who came who lived in the same city and just berated him and said you have to bite around this time for everyone there which, which is kind of tradition. Uh, Roy Johnson then came out and called for a Wasteman challenge. It's like a slam talk challenge, and the winner gets to pick the match stipulation. So out came Legaro, Scotty Davis, Chris Ridgeway, the anti-fun police, and Chef Deputy Dunn, and Los Federal Santos Jr., Gene Money, and Kid Lycos, who came out with his doctor's note to be part of the fun since he is retired. After all the disses and slams, Lycos declared himself the winner and chose a reverse battle royal. Uh, if you've not seen a reverse battle royal, it's uh, you start off outside the ring and you have to throw your prones in the ring in order to win. Once that was said, out came Travis Banks. I mean, stupid sexy Travis Banks. I've never seen like this, but uh, the crowd went wild and I'm sure this was from a previous uh, episode. 
and this is some I've never seen it like this and it was quite hilarious uh, he hit the ring and a small dance break broke out uh, then the Congo line to start the match on stage uh, little Jimmy Cornette would not have liked this and would have thrown a fit which I would love to have seen uh, eliminations went from Legaro uh, first Santos Jr. Gene Money Roy Johnson Chris Ridgway Travis Banks and Scotty Davis eliminated by the winner Chief W. Don and a crazy fun match check it out if you can it was uh, quite fun uh, next was Eddie Dennis retaining his progress unified world title against the OJMO He's new to me, and they put on a fine match. Ginny uh, was supposed to defend her Progress Women's title against Tony Storm, but Tony was sick, was sick and couldn't make it, so Ginny said, any place, any time, they will have their match. Uh, probably when Tony's not working in NXT UK, yeah, same as Ginny. Uh, next up was a non-title four-way match with Mars... Mark Haskins with Vicky Haskins making a welcome return to progress to a huge ovation going against champion Paul Robinson, Kara Noor, and Connor Mills. Uh, this was actually a fun match uh, with Kara Noor pinning Connor Mills, hitting a package pile driver, earning him a championship match against Eddie Dennis in what was a very cool match. Uh, then Mustache Mountain made a nice surprise appearance going against Dan Maloney and Rampage Brown. And a, uh, and a nice tag match. Uh, seven hit and assisted Burning Hammer from the top rope. Uh, Maloney for the victory. All was, all was fun and they both, all four men shook hands at the end of the match. Uh, for the main event, it was David Starr versus Jimmy Havoc in a death match. Now, usually I don't care for death matches, but this one was different. Uh, they both kept me wanting more. Uh, they just kept hitting. It was just uh, an amazing match. Uh, hard hitting. Have it finally won in a very good, brutal match. Hitting an acid Raymaker landing star onto more, onto more barbed wire. Uh, they both shook hands and hugged at the end of the match. Havoc stayed in the ring, uh, thanking Smallman for everything he has done for him, and then Star gave Smallman also a hug as well. Since this was Jim Smallman's final episode, he said his thank yous to the crowd once again for being an awesome, being so awesome for uh, the hundred chapters and all the performers who came through pro progress. He said his goodbyes and love to all, and he'll be next to you as a fan from the, here on out. Um, this was one of the better shows of 2019, I must say, and I know it's not for everyone, but it sure was for me. Uh, next was the Pro Progress Chapter 101, 101 Dalmatians on ja January 19th, which started off with Eddie Dennis not being able to compete against Karen Noor after being injured at NXT Blackpool 2. So he relinquished his Progress title and it will be determined in a six-man tournament instead of Karanor in the main event. So Ilya Dragunov defeated Mark Andrews, uh, Kyle Fletcher defeated LJ Cleary, and Paul Robinson defeated 
A-Kid also retaining his Progress Protoss title all in qualifying matches. Uh, next up was uh, Ginny defeating Mercedes Blaze, retaining her Progress Women's Championship. And then the main event, as I said, it was uh, Kyle Fletcher eliminated uh, Paul Robinson. Kara Noor eliminated Kyle Fletcher. And Kara Noor eliminated Ilya Dragunov to become the new Progress Unified World Champion. Uh, congrats to him. Uh, now let's head over to Stardom. Their ninth anniversary show from January 19th, also from January 19th, where B. Priestley and Jamie Hayter of AEW fame became the new goddesses of stardom, defeating the Tokyo Cyber Squad, consisting of Jungle Kaino and Konami. And in the main event, Maya, Maya Iwatani defeated Momo Watanabe to retain her World of Stardom title. I'm sure all these were great matches. Uh, now for matches I did see from the NJPW and CML Fantastico Mania Day 5 on the 20th. Uh, La Familia Dianmini retained their Mexican National Six-Man Tag Championships over Angel Dioro, Nebula Roja, and Titan in a pinfall with Catapulta Dian Dina Mina on Aura. That was actually a fun match between all six. Uh, fun to see a CMLL matches in New Japan wrestling. They're, the crowd actually eats it up more than anything I've ever seen. And then in the main event, Christical retained his NWA World Historic Middleweight Championship against Cavernario in a great match, winning with a head, head scissor armbar submission called La Mystica. Uh, CML and New Japan uh, do some nice mixed shows and they have a great working relationship. Now let's head back to the States for Friday on the 24th at AAW A New Dawn here at the Chicago, here in Chicago at the Logan Square Auditorium. Uh, Fred Yehai defeated ACH, yes he did show up, after faceplanting ACH and forcing him to tap out. In a hard match, after the match, Jimmy Jacobs came out wanting Yehai to join him to down Mance Warner, the AAW Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Yehai declined Jacobs' handshake, instead taking his scarf to seal a deal between the two. Uh, A.R. Fox defeated Willie Mack in what was a great match. Uh, O.V.E. defeated Aramis and Juventud Guerrera. Yeah, he's still wrestling. Well, uh, Sammy hitting a low blow kick to Ramos and hitting his power driver for the win in a wild crazy match. Uh, Killer Cross defeated Ace Perry in a match under two minutes, hitting two awesome bombs in honor of the late Mike Awesome on his birthday. At the end, Jimmy Jacobs came out and asked Cross to join him also. Uh, Cross said no, as only he could, and then Freddie Yehai came out to defend Jimmy Jacobs' honor, which made Cross challenge both Yehai and Jacobs to a fight, then and now. So we have a second match for both Yehai and Cross within an hour. Uh, it was a hard-fought, you know, it was a hard-fought match in and out of the ring, with help from Jacobs hitting Cross with a chair. Yehai rode up Cross for the victory. Uh, sorry, Cross, you can't win them all. <laughs> uh, 
Hakeem Zane defeated Paco, retaining his AAW Heritage title, hitting a diving stomp on Paco while lying face down on a seated chair. Uh, that was just brutal. You know, it, you don't hit a guy with a steel chair while he's just laying flat down, you know, come on. Uh, next up was the AAW tag title match with the best seats in the world, defeating Kurt Stallion and Jake Something, with Matthew Fitchett hitting a spear on Jake Something to retain their titles. Uh, it was announced the next show at the Logan Square Auditorium will be Friday, February 21st, The Art of War. So get your tickets now. <laughs> uh, uh, also on the 24th, GCW Just Be Honest. Uh, we had Blake Christian defeat Ariz, and it was an okay match. It was the first time I've ever seen Ariz, so maybe that's why it was just okay. Uh, Blake hit a cradle DDT in his first top, and his top rope Elias Splash. After the victory, he yelled at GCW to make a match against him and Will Ospreay at Spring Break 2020. So we shall see what happens uh, come April. Um, then there was Chris Dickinson defeating David Starr in a great wrestling match. These two can go hold for hold, move for move, and uh, Dickinson uh, outdid David Starr in this one. Uh, then we had a six-man scramble match featuring Starboy Charlie, uh, Gringo Loco, Slice Boogie, Vandergriff, Adrian Quest, and Eli Everfly. Uh, this was a crazy fun match with Loco winning with a second rope suplex through a door on chairs on Slice Boogie. Uh, if you don't know, Gringo Loco is from Chicago area, so congrats to the Gringo. Uh, then there was Tony Deppin defeating Mance Warner in a hard-hitting mini hardcore match, one with a low blow by Deppin, at which he called out Alex Shelley for spring break also. Spring break is going to be one awesome show again. Uh, finally, in the main event, it was Nick Gage defeating Matthew Justice in a hard-fought match. One with Justice being put through a table, not once, but twice. Uh, after the match, Ricky Shane Page came out and smashed the rest of the table uh, to the back of Gage as he was thanking the crowd for coming to the show. Uh, with the locker room behind him, Gage demanded a death match for the GCW title against Ricky Shane Page. Uh, who knows when that will be. Uh, to close out the busy weekend at Beyond Wrestling, please come back. Um, actually, this afternoon, on Saturday, the 25th. Uh, wh where what is considered to be a tryout show of Beyond Vets against first-timers. Uh, so, Brian Schumann Jr. lost to Chuck O'Neill from an armor submission after a, oh boy, Michinuko driver in a in a decent opening match. It looked like Pimlin was just just not uh, not used to the ring setup, I guess. I don't know. It, it, Pimlin's way better than what he put on today. Uh, the main state posse took on whatever it takes. Uh, since it was being held in uh, Foxborough, next to Foxborough Stadium, whatever it takes came out in all New York gear and got some great booze for that. <laughs> Uh, the main state main state posse won in an upset, but then was caught cheating with brass knucks found on them, which gave the win to whatever it takes. Uh, what a New York move! 
Uh, the end champion lost to Orange Cassidy after after champion took Cassidy's orange juice, drank it, spit it back in the bottle, which woke up Orange, <laughs> hitting a stunner, an FU, and then an orange splash for the win. This is the most most action I've seen out of Orange Cassidy in months. It was great. <laughs> Uh, then there was Chris Statlander defeating TJ Crawford, who was from Chicago. And uh, what was an awesome match, and probably the match of the day, winning with her Big Bang Theory. And then Jake Something defeated Josh Briggs with with a big side slam and an upset win over Briggs. This was a hard-hitting match uh, between two very big men. So that's the end of wrestling news and our Retromania Independent Tournament. Here are results. Uh, from the Dream of Division, Luke Hawks defeated the Man Scout. From the Retro Division, Simon Miller defeated Joey Spector. And Warhorse defeated Caleb Conley. In the Power Division, Jervis Cottonbelly defeated Eric Canyon. And Sugar Duncanton defeated Dan Barry. Uh, so in the division finals, Chris Bay defeated Colby Carino from the Mini Division. Uh, Matt Cross defeated Luke Hawks in the Dreamer Division. And today's vote is Simon Miller versus Warhorse. And then tomorrow's vote is Jervis Cottonbelly versus Sugar Duncanton. Uh, whoever wins those will set the final four which will start Monday and end on Wednesday. So remember, you can vote on Facebook, Twitter feed, Instagram posts, and Instagram story. Uh, next week, I will recap some AAW and SFW action, along with anything else that pops up. Uh, that's a wrap for me. Back to you, Tom. All right, and that was Charlie G with your weekly indie cut. So, um... Moving along into the next phase of the show here, I'm going to get into what is quickly becoming one of my favorite things to put together on this show. Uh, just, uh, you know, give, gives a chance to just kind of kind of daydream and, you know, say what if and all oh, this would be really cool if it happened. And of course, I think everybody knows by now I am talking about the Fantasy Booker. This week's fantasy booker is for all you hardcore wrestling fans out there. I'm talking about the guys who, uh, who, uh, guys and and girls. I'm not not uh, discriminating here. For anybody that likes hardcore wrestling, who is a fan of the original ECW, or who uh, loves the uh, the Japanese style death matches and and all those kind of things. And uh, for for this week, my fantasy booking is uh, Mance Warner versus Cactus Jack. I mean, you know you. Cactus Jack's reputation, you know, Mick Foley speaks for itself. You look back at his uh, his body of work, especially, you know, with the uh, the death matches that he had with Terry Funk, and just some of the the street fights that he had with with Triple H. The street fight that the two of them had at the Royal Rumble, uh, I believe it was in 2000. Well, I mean, probably one of the greatest street fights you ever want to see. I mean, it was a fantastic match. And uh, when it comes to hardcore wrestling, there are not too many that are even on the same level as Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, and uh, Mance Warner is kind of the modern day, modern day version of that. I mean, you look at the matches he's had in MLW with people like Jimmy Havoc, and uh, and you know just uh, 
I mean, he he's a fantastic hardcore wrestler. He doesn't I I personally I don't think he overdoes it. Doesn't do anything too stupid, too crazy. You know, you don't see the uh, at least not in MLW. You don't see like the light tubes and and things like that. You know, that could be <clears throat> that could be considered almost too dangerous. You know, but uh, you know, with as far as like barbed wire and thumbtacks and tables and chairs and and who knows what else. I mean, you just think about you know put put these two guys. In, in a ring and let them do their thing, Mance Warner and Cactus Jack, that's, uh, you know, if you are a fan of the hardcore style of wrestling, that that uh, would be a main event pretty much anywhere, so uh, yeah, that that is this week's fantasy booker, Mance Warner versus Cactus Jack, so uh, next up on the show, before we get into the WWE and my preview and predictions for the Royal Rumble, um, coming up right now is the uh, another new segment on the show and this is the weekly hot take so my hot take this week has to do with wrestlemania biggest wrestling event in history it's you know it seems to get bigger and bigger every year and uh, that includes time wise <laughs> i mean the last couple wrestlemanias you know you're talking 7 seven plus hours i mean you're talking almost a full work day of sitting there watching uh, a single wrestling event and you know it's not so bad if you're watching from home you can get up move around get a snack and you know whatever i i feel for the people in the arenas having to sit there for eight plus hours because you know if the show is seven hours long you figure that they've gotten there an hour to two hours beforehand just to get in find their seats and then they're going to be there at least an hour or more trying to get out get get to their cars and get out of the parking lot and things like that it it gets to be too much you know what i mean uh, and uh so my my thing is and this is not an original you know brand new idea it's something that's been talked about quite a bit but uh you know wrestlemania wwe should take a cue from new japan pro wrestling with what they did with wrestle kingdom this year make it a two-day event i mean you know two days no more than four hours each day, you know, a four-hour event with maybe an hour uh, kickoff show or whatever. And, you know, I think it would give you, first of all, it, it would be a little more fan-friendly, I think, for the, the people that are actually there. And, you know, it, it gives you a breather in between and it gives you a chance to, to showcase more talent, I would think. And, uh, you know, because I think it's WrestleMania, it's WWE's biggest event of the year. It should incorporate all of their brands. And I'm talking Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live. And, you know, biggest event of the year, all of the titles should be defended on the show. And now I know with WWE, we're talking about 18 championships. But, uh, you know, when you have the the kickoff show to use, if you want to use that for, you know, a tag title match or uh, the cruiserweight title or whatever it might be, the 24-7 title could be done literally any time across the two days, across both days, you know, because it's always more often than not a, a backstage segment where you see the 24-7 title. And, you know, that should be where you see a lot of your gimmick matches, you know, like Money in the Bank or TLC or Hell in a Cell or cage matches, Elimination Chamber, War Games even. I mean, I'm not saying you have to have all of these gimmick matches on every WrestleMania, but, you know, I, I think... Having an entire pay-per-view dedicated to Money in the Bank or TLC or Hell in a Cell or Elimination Chamber, I I just I think it's I think it's overkill. 
you know, like the the TLC pay-per-view. I don't need to see a tables match and then a ladders match and then a chairs match and then a chain match or, or whatever and then a TLC match. You know, it, it gets to be, again, too much. So... Uh, and then, you know, also obviously include the uh, the men's and women's battle royals. Have the, the men's one night, the women's uh, the other night. And it would truly give you a chance to get everyone, or as close to everyone as possible, on the card without having to rush through things or have an uh, an eight-hour or more pay-per-view. You know, so that that's my take on it. It should be... WrestleMania needs to expand to two days, you know, do Saturday and Sunday... And, I mean, if they wanted to get really ambitious, they could do it from two different venues. But, I mean, to start off with, you know, say, let's let's just say I'm going to, you know, I'm from Chicago. So, let's say if they do it in Chicago, you know, they, it could be done at Soldier Field both days. You know, there's nothing nothing wrong with that. It doesn't have to be two venues. You know, try, try it out, you know, one year. If it gets a good response, uh, then, you know, maybe the next year or a couple years later, try it from two different venues. I mean, they've done three different venues before with WrestleMania 2, and the technology today is a hell of a lot better than it was back then. So I think pulling off two venues would be relatively easy, especially if they're on two separate days. So, like, uh, you know, let's say uh, uh, let's say if they're, they're doing it in Florida this year. You know, they're doing it in Tampa. Well, maybe do, you know, the first night in uh, Tampa, the second night in Miami or Orlando or something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it, it, there's just a lot of possibilities, a lot of directions they could go with it. I think it would be more fan-friendly. I think they would get, uh, you know, obviously they'd get increased attendance, uh, which just means more money in their pocket. So that's, uh, you know, obviously the bottom line is uh, the bottom line is always the bottom line. So, so that is this week's hot take, is WrestleMania should be a two-day event. I mean, it's already, you know, almost a full week with all the, uh, the events surrounding it with the Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, NXT TakeOver and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, just uh, make WrestleMania itself a two-day event. Incorporate the NXT TakeOver into it. Uh, and, you know, I, I just, I think the response would probably, would not even probably, would be tremendous. So, uh, yeah, that's it for the weekly hot take for this week. So let's get into WWE news and my preview and predictions for the Royal Rumble. Uh, first of all, just a couple of quick notes from during the week. The uh, the, the uh, Viking Raiders joined up with Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens in their battle against uh, uh, Seth Rollins, AOP, and and Buddy Murphy. And uh, somehow it ended up with a title tag team title match, the Viking Raiders defending against Seth and Buddy Murphy. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I think a lot of people would have really loved to have seen the Viking Raiders versus the AOP. I know that's what I was hoping for, but then, you know, Seth said, nope, it's going to be me and Buddy Murphy. And Seth and Buddy Murphy are your new Raw Tag Team Champions. I, I, I don't understand it, you know. I, I'm I'm willing to wait and see where this is going to go. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, WWE kind of kind of missed misfired a little bit there because I, I personally would have loved to have seen the AOP taken on the Viking Raiders. I think that would have been a great match. Uh, also on Raw, we saw the return of Humberto Carrillo. He uh, came back and attacked Andrade after his uh, successful title defense in a ladder match against Rey Mysterio. Uh, Andrade was about to, uh, again, you know, DDT Mysterio outside on the concrete, had pulled the mats back, and, uh, you know, Carrillo jumped out of the crowd, had a Rey Mysterio mask on, and Andrade just looked kind of confused for a minute, and, you know, he pulled off the mask, and it was Carrillo, and jumped all over him, and uh, so, yeah, that was Humberto Carrillo's comeback, so it looks like the... Uh, the uh, um, rivalry going forward is going to be Carrillo versus Andrade. I don't know how uh, 
Ray is going to fit into the mix, or even if he is. So we'll have to see where that goes. But uh, yeah, there will be a, a U.S. title match tonight on the Royal Rumble with uh, Carrillo taking on taking on Andrade. So I'll get into that in a minute. On NXT, we've got a new North American champion in Keith Lee, uh, defeated Roderick Strong, and this was a strong contender for match of the week. Uh, up until last night, this was the match of the week. So, you know, if you want to watch two wrestling matches this week and nothing else, then uh, make the second match Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong from NXT. Uh, the finals for the Dusty Cup are set. It's going to be uh, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne taking on the Grizzled Young Veterans. Should be a great match with these guys, and the winner of that match gets an NXT Tag Team title match at the uh, the next NXT TakeOver in Portland. We've also got a new Cruiserweight Champion from uh, uh, Worlds Collide last night, and that is Jordan Devlin from NXT UK. So I would uh, assume he'll be making more appearances on, uh, on the NXT US brand, but a little bit of a surprise. I mean, Jordan Devlin is phenomenal, uh, you know, but I... Uh, like I said, little little bit of a surprise. He is the new uh, new cruiserweight champion, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more of him on uh, on NXT. On uh, SmackDown, the uh, really the biggest thing we saw was the contract signing between the Fiend and Daniel Bryan, but it was pretty much your typical contract signing. You know, Bryan came out, signed his part, then uh, Bray Wyatt showed up on the uh, the big screen from the Firefly Funhouse, trying to uh, fax the contract <laughs> to uh, to Bryan. And, uh, you know, Brian, of course, wasn't having it, told him, you know, get out to the ring. Lights went down, came back up, the Fiend was there, got uh, Brian in the mandible claw. And, you know, the, like I said, pretty much a, your typical contract signing for WWE. Uh, the Fiend then, you know, took the uh, the pen, stabbed himself in the hand, and signed the contract in his own blood. So, uh, interesting little twist there. But, uh, so yeah, that... Uh, that's pretty much it for WWE TV this week. I mean, everything was building towards the towards the Royal Rumble, which I'm going to get into a preview here in a minute. But one interesting rumor that's floating around out there is, uh, you know, that uh, I think everybody knows by now, WWE's got another Saudi Arabia show coming up in February. And there's a rumor that Sting is going to be a big part of this show in some form or another. Now, I don't know if that means he's going to have a match. I... I, I you know, I'm not thinking he's been cleared to return to the ring, but I could be wrong. I mean, he said, you know, he he feels like he can he can still go, you know, at least one more match. So, I'm you know, I'm I'm here for it. I think everybody knows I'm almost as big of a, a Sting mark as I am an Undertaker mark. So, you know, I'd be I'd be thrilled to see Sting uh, come back, even for a one-off appearance. Uh, and there there was even talk that he could appear in some form or fashion at the Royal Rumble event tonight. Not necessarily in the Royal Rumble match, I don't think. But, you know, who knows? But, uh, you know, Sting does, I believe he lives in Texas, so, you know, the Rumble's in Houston, so it's not outside the realm of, the po- of possibility. So, let's get into the big news this week. Uh, the Royal Rumble is tonight. Um, yeah, there's eight matches on the card, which se- seems like quite a bit when uh, two of those matches are Royal Rumbles. Uh, so, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a typical, you know, four-hour WWE pay-per-view, uh, four-hour plus. But uh, before we get to the Rumble matches, let's go through the undercard here. We've got, uh, as I talked about, Andrade defending the U.S. Championship against Humberto Carrillo. I think WWE's done a pretty good job of building this rivalry. You know, I am interested in it. I mean, I... I'm sure it's going to be a, a great match between these two. My pick for this one is Andrade to retain. Then we got the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey defending against Lacey Evans. This one, 
I, I, I'm on board for this rivalry. I think it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's the greatest thing I've ever seen, but I think I think the way that WWE is doing this one is good, you know, with Bailey kind of not going after Lacey's, Lacey's daughter, because, I mean, you know, it's an eight-year-old kid, but, uh, you know, just kind of kind of talking trash and, you know, beating, beating up Lacey Evans in front of her kid and, and stuff like that. I, I like the way that they're building this one, and it's, um, you know, it's doing a very good job of, making Lacey Evans that, uh, you know, that sympathetic baby face. Uh, and, and I think, honestly, I think she plays that role much better. Not that she was a bad heel. I actually thought she was a pretty good heel, but I, I think after seeing this, I, I like her better as a baby face and I am picking Lacey Evans to win this one to get her first title in WWE, uh, the SmackDown women's championship. Uh, and we've got a singles match, which is kind of, Kind of just random, I guess. It's uh, Shorty G taking on Sheamus. Uh, this will be Sheamus's really his first match back since he's uh, returned to SmackDown. And I'm picking Sheamus in this one. There's not too much story behind it. So there's not a lot of emotional investment or anything in this one. But uh, I think this is more or less just to uh, showcase you know, how dominant Sheamus is going to be uh, after, after his return. So I'm picking Sheamus in this one. Uh, then we've got a Falls Count Anywhere match. Roman Reigns taking on Baron Corbin. Uh, I'm picking Roman in this one. This, you know, this rivalry has been going on for a while. Uh, Corbin, of course, has his uh, his backup with, uh, you know, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. And, you know, so I'm sure we'll see other people getting involved. And, of course, on Roman's side, we've got the Usos. Uh, so, but I am picking Roman Reigns in this one. And I'm, I'm hoping this is kind of the blow-off to this rivalry. Um, you know, and we'll see... You know, both of these guys move on to something else because it, I mean, this rivalry has been okay for me. I'm not going to say it's bad or that I think it's bad or that I hate it or anything like that, but uh, it, it just, it's not, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me, I guess is the best best way I can put it. Uh, then we've got the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defending against Asuka, and this is, you know, kind of, you know, the... Uh, uh, the way Becky put it was, you know, she had one debt left to collect, and that was the uh, the loss to Asuka at last year's Royal Rumble. And uh, I'm I'm picking Becky in this one. I think it's going to be an amazing match. I mean, you know, Becky and Asuka, uh, the two of them. I mean, the, I I don't see them putting on a bad match. I think this is going to be a, a really good one to watch. And I am picking Becky Lynch to retain in this one. Uh, then we've got for the Universal Championship a, a strap match. Uh, with the fiend defending against Daniel Bryan. Now it's been been a little while since we saw a strap match. I'm wondering if they're going to go by typical strap match rules, where you have to drag your opponent around and touch each corner to win, or if it's just going to be straight pinfall and submission, just with the guys you know tied together at the wrist with the leather strap. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see this one, but uh, you know Bryan and Bray Wyatt, two of the top guys in WWE. I, I'm really really liking this uh, this rivalry between them. That this is probably the the best rivalry that WWE has going right now, so I'm I am very very excited to see this one. So uh, yeah, from there, moving into the actual Royal Rumble matches, uh, starting off with the women's Royal Rumble. Now, so far they have only announced seven women officially in this match, and that's Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Sarah Logan, Natalia, Carmella, and Dana Brooke. So there are 23 spots open, so there's a lot of lot of possibilities here. Now, uh, uh, lot, uh, one of the rumors floating around is that uh, Molly Holly will be making an appearance, and obviously WWE has not confirmed that, but uh, 
you know, apparently she was spotted in Houston, and she is going to be one of the entrants in the Royal Rumble, which I, I'm a huge Molly Holly fan. She, you know, she's been on the show before, um, you know, did, did me the, uh, the honor of granting, granting me an interview as she was the first wrestler I ever interviewed on the show, and she could not have been a, a greater, greater person. So, uh, yeah, it'd be, it'll be uh, cool to see Molly Holly if, the, if she actually is part of the Royal Rumble. Uh, another one that uh, has apparently supposedly been spotted in Houston is Victoria. Again, a, one of my absolute favorite uh, wrestlers that I have ever met. Uh, just an amazing person, uh, an amazing in-ring performer on top of that. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Victoria make an appearance. I mean, she's one that I think has been overlooked by WWE for way too long for going into the Hall of Fame. And hopefully, you know, if she is part of this, hopefully that's... Uh, you know that's something that's about to change because normally that that's kind of WWE's mo. There, if they plan to put somebody in the Hall of Fame, they'll have them start making appearances and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, if Victoria does make an appearance tonight, hopefully that means we'll uh, be getting an announcement sometime soon of her going into the Hall of Fame because it, it is long overdue. Uh, some other possibilities, of course, Ronda Rousey's name has been thrown around out there. Uh, Paige's name has been thrown around out there. Um, Naomi has yet to make her return. Now the the Usos have come back already, and you know they they kind of are kind of joined at the hip because you know she's married to Jimmy Uso. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it'd be good to see Naomi come back. Of course, you've got all the NXT and NXT UK women that could possibly be part of it. Uh, I would definitely expect to see the losers of the Asuka versus Becky and Bailey versus Lacey Evans match uh, make appearances. But uh, my pick for the, the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble, I, I have to go with Charlotte. You know, she hasn't had uh, really a, uh, a strong storyline in a while. Um, so, and last year she was kind of not, not cheated out of the, uh, the victory at the Rumble, but, uh, you know, Becky was, uh, was really not supposed to be an entrant in the Rumble last year. She kind of took the spot of somebody who got hurt. So, uh, you know, but yeah, my, my pick for the Women's Royal Rumble this year is Charlotte. Moving on to the Men's Royal Rumble. Now, so far, there have been 27 names announced, so there's only three spots left open. Uh, I'm going to run through the uh, the names that have been announced so far. You've got Brock Lesnar entering at number one. Uh, then you've got Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Rowan, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Elias, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Otis and Tucker, Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, uh, Nakamura, Rollins, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Kofi and Big E, R-Truth, John Morrison, and The Miz. So that only leaves three spots open, and Cain uh, Velasquez has already come out and said that he is going to be part of it. So if that is the uh, the case, because WWE has not confirmed it, but uh, if that is the case, you've only got two spots open. And, you know, there's, uh, now there could obviously be some surprises, you know, well, two surprises at the most, but uh, there there's still a lot of WWE guys that are unaccounted for here. All right, somebody driving past my house, uh, apparently, yeah, they, they found their horn. Hopefully their brakes work, too. But, uh, anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, uh, some tag teams that are not accounted for in the Royal Rumble, like the Usos, the Viking Raiders, the AOP, um, yeah, uh, Bobby Roode, Mojo Rowley, No Way Jose, uh, another one that could, you know, potentially be part, a part of it is Dio Madden. Of course, last time we saw him, he took uh, an F5 from Brock Lesnar through the announce table. Uh, you've got all the NXT and NXT UK guys uh, that, you know, 
one or two could potentially show up. Then you've got all the, the rumors going around about CM Punk and uh, Edge, which seems to be the biggest one this year. Um, MVP has supposedly been spotted in, uh, in Houston. So has uh, Mark Henry, as well as Christian, uh, Shane McMahon. Now, that, that doesn't mean that they're there to make an appearance at the event. I mean, Christian is part of WWE backstage. He could be there recording content for that. Um, you know, Mark Henry, um, he, I mean, he does hold a backstage position with WWE, so it's not really a surprise that he would be there. Uh, another name potentially that uh, has been thrown around is Dominic Mysterio, poten- uh, potentially making an appearance. I think that could be kind of interesting. Um, you know, and then you've got, uh, uh, of course, you know, Andrade and Humberto Carrillo could both make appearances. Uh, Sheamus could could make an appearance. Shorty G, Shelton Benjamin. Um, yeah, I mean, there there's literally dozens of people who could potentially fill those last two or three spots in the Royal Rumble. But uh, my pick for this year's Men's Royal Rumble is Drew McIntyre. You know, I, I think it is his time. Um, I think he's earned the uh the opportunity to main event wrestlemania now whether that'll be against brock or against the fiend um i would assume it would be against the fiend but i think i would love to see mcintyre versus brock i really would um a lot of people are saying you know kane velasquez is going to be the one to eliminate brock from the rumble and that's going to set up a match for them but now i don't know if that match would be at the saudi arabia show next month or if that would be pushed out to wrestlemania i would personally do it at the saudi arabia show and i would put Brock versus McIntyre at WrestleMania. I think that's a match that the fans would really get behind. I mean, Drew McIntyre is definitely over with the crowd. Um, you know, Brock Lesnar, I think probably one of the most hated guys in WWE right now. So I think it would be a phenomenal match between McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. And that's what I would love to see at WrestleMania. So that is my preview and predictions for tonight's Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, I'm sure some of you guys noticed I did not do a Troll of the Week this week. I've honestly... Not been spending too much time on social media other than uh, just looking up results and things like that. Um, you know, I, I've mentioned the last couple of weeks I've had some family stuff going on. So just uh, really haven't had too much time to spend on uh, on that kind of thing. So there is no Troll of the Week this week. I'll do my best to bring it back next week because uh, that is one of the more fun parts of the show. Because it's just, uh, you know, don't take it too seriously. It's just me kind of kind of busting chops and calling out people who are just dumb honestly (laughs) but uh yeah so that is uh that is catch hook and shoot for this week i hope everybody enjoys the royal rumble tonight um thank you again to everyone for listening watching and subscribing wherever you find your podcasts on youtube uh and anywhere else that uh that uh chs might pop up make sure you're following on all social media platforms at catch hook shoot it's patreon.com slash catch hook shoot for your bonus content pro wrestling tees.com slash catch hook shoot for your, all your t-shirt needs and if you ever want to drop me an email it's catch hook shoot at gmail.com so with that i am going to sign off for today again i hope everybody enjoys the royal rumble tonight hope everybody has an amazing week coming up and i will talk to you guys soon mm-hmm.